All right, and now recording, so now it's totally official. So welcome to Friday Night Feels. I am licensed mental health counselor, Patrick Manette, and I'm so excited for tonight. It's one of my favorite shows is Men's Night In. So I'm going to just take a minute uh, and introduce our guests in just a quick second. So if you are watching this for the first time or listening to it on the podcast platform for the first time, this is a show that I created in March 2020 when everything was kind of going crazy with the pandemic. And uh, I am totally new to shows and doing podcasts, and it's turned into one of the best experiences I've ever had because I get to meet people from all over and share, share in their experiences, their growth, their struggles, and everything that makes us all human at the end of the day. And today I am so excited to have three gentlemen joining me today. I'd like to enjoy introduce, excuse me, Blaze Harris, who is an LCMHCA and an LCASA. And we were just saying that's a licensed clinical mental health count counselor mm -hmm. and a licensed clinical addictions. Okay, in North Carolina. Yes. Sorry. Okay. We were just talking about how every state has a different substance abuse credential. Uh, he is a trauma-focused therapist with a concentration on Black males and first responders. Before becoming a therapist, Blaze was a firefighter for 14 years, and his experience in the field helps him to better serve his clients. A single dad of two, Blaze enjoys spending time with his kids and making new memories. Jared Deal is almost 36 years old and lives in Laverne, California. Uh, he is a regular patient at Tri-City Mental Health Services and gives back to the community by sharing his testimony and struggles with mental illness. He participates in a program called Courageous Minds, and he also works with the National Alliance of Mental Illness, sharing a story with In Our Own Voice and Ending the Silence. He also hosts his own podcast called Louder Now. Jared also likes to write poetry, play hockey, run, watch movies, and make videos related to helping people with their mental health. He also loves his church in downtown Pomona and serves regularly. He is also in the process of developing a mental health support group for his church community. And Michael, I'm gonna mess up your last name. I'm sorry, I didn't even clarify this with you. Can you? I'd like to have, see you have a go at it first. I'm gonna say it in Spanish, Michael Jajarna. Gagano. Gagano. Okay. I was thinking Spanish. <laughs> um, who is a licensed mental health counselor and a se uh, seasoned mental health and addictions professional located in Western New York. Michael founded Hope in Recovery Counseling Services, an online private practice serving people across New York State. Michael is a person in long term recovery from addictions, eating disorder, complex trauma, and disassociation. Michael is is a trained EMDR therapist, dancing mindfulness facilitator, yogi, mindfulness practitioner, aspiring musician, and published writer. Michael is also passionate about men's mental health and well-being. Uh, men's psychological hurt often goes unnoticed or is shut down, and he shares his own experiences as a person in recovery to show other men and other people in general what can be possible when we do with our emotional and psychological work. When Michael is not counseling, he enjoys building fires, camping, hiking, kayaking, and spending quality time raising his adorable son and daughter. So welcome to Friday Night Feels, guys! Men's Night oh, In! I said, I need to bulk up my bio. Damn. Bring <laughs> it! We'll help you build the empire, Mr. Blaze. Right, good lord, y'all. Talking about all these cool things y'all do. I'm sitting here talking, I'm a single dad of two. 
that's all I have. Listen, well, that's that, I think that's all you need to know. Like, <laughs> that's very intense. <laughs> so, first of all, like, what I always ask is, like, how are you guys feeling tonight? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I, I've had better days. I've okay. had worse days, but I've, I've had better days. But I'm here. I, okay. I danced a little earlier, so I'm feeling a whole lot better than what I did before. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. So how are, and so I'm gonna be the total devil's advocate here, Blaze, because I I care about you. Okay. What's your actually feeling? Um, you know what? A lot of a lot of is a lot of. My the depression monster jumping on my back a little okay. bit. Okay, it's it's jumping on my back uh, all this week, it, and it's, it's kind of like you know how sometimes it just lingers there, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. You know, we have all the, we have all of our coping skills and you know our therapists and everything that we do to you know we keep that bitch at bay. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, sometimes it, it proves to be just a little bit stronger than everything that you have going on. Mm-hmm. And so with the you know, with the with the death of my brother back in February, you know, still grieving that, and you know, some some issues with uh, relationships and all of that stuff. You know, what I mean, it makes you it makes it, it, it takes a toll, and it's like, man, damn. And then uh, everything that you think can go wrong, mm-hmm. you start to doubt everything that you do. It's like, man, am I a decent therapist now? Am I, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, am I a good father? Am I all these things? All these things that you know don't have any connection to what you're feeling but it also like comes in it's just like damn start questioning everything you know mm-hmm. so awesome well thank you for being honest i appreciate it and i'm oh, yeah. and i'm really glad you're here oh <laughs> didn't you <share. laughs> oh my god get ready it's getting wild already <laughs> so michael and jared how are you both feeling tonight uh i'm all right um you know, kind of, kind of like Blaze shared. I think for me, I definitely deal with, um, well, probably anxiety and depression both. But um, I think for me, depression sort of maybe it's easier to say depression because people relate to that. But I think what I kind of deal with this feeling, which I don't know if people relate to this or not, but. Um, yeah, I think I deal more with like uh, emotional kind of like flat feeling. I think mm. I think some of it's because of medication that I take, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw my doctor on Monday, and you know, I always bring that up, and um, I bring that up in therapy. And so sometimes I don't really know what to do with it, other than what you kind of have to do a lot, which is to just you know keep doing things and like try to keep some momentum going um you know because if you do everything based on how you feel then you're like oh i'm not going to do anything <laughs> you know so instead of saying like no i don't want to do your friday night feels i'm like no yes i'm going to because uh every time i talk to people i get more hope and you know and so i that's how i've been operating at least for a couple of years where right. i struggled a lot and then i started my podcast you know, pretty much in a time when I was struggling or, or all the stuff I do with NAMI, I just, what, I mean, I haven't lost my job at work, right? So I'm, I have to show up even if I'm want to do the opposite, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I'm really glad you're here. 
Yeah, thanks, man. And, thanks for having me. Hey, sure. And even if you had said no, I probably wouldn't have accepted it. Because <laughs> I, I, I believe you in would you. Have oh, you would have accepted it? I would not have, probably. Oh, okay. I would have, yeah. We would have done a little encouragement, a little support. Well, yeah, you did my podcast. I did more yours. Emails. The last time we talked was like yeah. March, and I love the long hair, man. Oh, it's, thanks. Uh, it's very Jesus Christ superstar. So right. I'm inspired. Yeah. Oh, and and I think Michael's feeling a little salty tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm always salty. That's I love uh, it. It's just a part of my personality. Um, I would probably say that I'm feeling peaceful. Normally, I would say I'm feeling good or okay. Right. But one message I try to drive home with people that I work with is that those two things are not emotions. Okay, fine. Um, you know, I heard a long time in early recovery, fine, should for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of times as guys, we're trained to not have emotions. Right. So mm -hmm. um, beginning to take that emotional pulse has been an important part of life for me. So I'm grateful right. for the question. Awesome. Well, I, and I, I'm feeling really humble and excited that you guys are here. I know that you're all busy and I, um, you know, I know that you have a lot going on, but being able to take the time to support me and the show and also get this message out there, like it means a lot to me. And, and I know that people always appreciate when we do specifically men's night, because I think it's, it's such a, a needed topic. And we were kind of talking about that of, I mean, coming on here and being able to be with each other and just say, Hey, it's like, I'm not all wrong. You know, I'm not okay all the time and knowing that that's okay. And I think, I think there's so much fear, especially when you're in the mental health field, whatever, whether it's an advocate or whatever, there's such a fear of if I'm not okay, does that mean kind of like what you were talking about, Blaze, like that puts that doubt into everything that we do instead of just saying, oh, that just makes me human. That just validates everything that I believe in, that this field is about constant evolution and growth and that it's okay that I'm struggling. It doesn't mean that I don't know how to do my job. It doesn't, it's okay if I don't want to do my job sometimes, but being able to come, you know, and, and spend at least an hour together with, with other guys to talk about that, I think means a lot. So I really appreciate it. Well, thank, thanks for always, uh, thanks for doing this. Cause I'm like, a lot of people don't realize that this is an outlet, you know, this is, it's, it's an outlet, not only for us, but it's also kind of models how other men can do this. If it ever needs to be, it doesn't have to be, you know, for a therapist it could be talking to your homeboys or or going out and you know going fishing and just sitting around or even shoot, going to the barbershop or something like that you know it can be it could be that could be therapeutic in itself right and i think a lot of people are just so afraid to just say man i'm just having a shitty day mm -hmm. you know i'm you know i'm supposed to be a man i'm supposed to just go on deal with this stuff it's like no man come on now but it's like you can't you you bottle this stuff up so damn much and how has that really helped you mm -hmm. You know, how, how have you really, how has that really helped you? You always, always liken it up to like, let's say if uh, holding on to all of the shit that you, that you got going on, right? I liken it to shaking up uh, a soda bottle or a can of soda, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, shake up this, that can and once you open that can, what's going to happen? They say, okay, it's going to get all over you. Okay, so now imagine if there is a group of people around you and you shake that same soda bottle or soda, soda can up and you open it up. Is that soda just going to get on you? It's like, nah, it's going to get on everybody there. <laughs> I said, that's what it's like when you bottle all the shit up that you got going on. <laughs> you know, because eventually the shit's going to erupt and it's going to go on everybody around you and you're not meaning it to. And so instead of bottling it up, take some time to talk 
to some folks about it. There's nothing wrong with actually talking about it. Yeah. What do you guys think? So there's actually a really good book uh, written by a guy named Tony Porter. Uh, he started an organization, can't think of his name right now, but he works a lot with like uh, NBA and the NFL football teams. Uh, and the book he wrote is called Breaking Outside the Man Box. Hmm. And we're socialized, right? <laughs> to sort of live in this box, society has constructed this archetype of what it means to be a guy. Don't have mm -hmm. your feelings, be tough, right? And if we step out of that box, we're called really not so great things. Bitch, pussy, yeah. bag, yep. you know? And, and so to have this conversation is really to begin to break break out of that box even though a lot of us have done our own work it's hard sometimes yeah. you know society doesn't care that i have feelings that's how i feel sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. what do you think jared do you experience yeah. anita yeah for sure i mean I, I i think um you have to make a conscious choice to I mean, go against the grain of what you maybe been raised to believe or just the cultural norms um and I think as you get older, it gets harder because, uh, you know, that's just the way habits are. And, um, but yeah, the more that I try to just be super vulnerable and honest with people, um, at least I, you know, it might not be received well, but at least I, I go to bed at night knowing like, oh, at least I was like true to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, because I can't control how people respond. Um, mm -hmm. But then also it, it tends to be maybe like a, a domino effect too. It's like if you're, you know, hanging out with a group of people and you open up then it makes it easier for other people to open it up, you know? And I think that's part of the mental health conversation challenge is like, just need like a couple of people to be honest, you know? And then it kind of will hopefully trickle into obviously it depends on who you're hanging out with right like mm -hmm. you don't always need to bring up like your mental state you know right, but right it's just so easy i think when you're hanging out with people right to try to maybe dumb things down or you're like ah, i don't want to be too open right that's awkward right but mm -hmm. um i i think it's just more of a like in certain situations yeah you need to just be be able to have those kinds of conversations um, and like we said at the beginning like it's okay if it's a Friday night and you're not feeling great like why is there all this pressure to to, to feel great all the time you know like where's that coming from you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. And, and it's funny I was thinking about earlier that phrase um, you know toxic masculinity and yeah. I was going to ask you your opinion on that it, because I actually don't like that term um, I think it immediately segregates people in, in the different ways because I, I think they're I and I get the importance of it and I you know I don't want to challenge the the importance of, of talking about that toxic masculinity but I think it's much more than being toxic toxic I think it's really looking at um you know I like the man box because the man box itself if you look at it the the socialization of men also has a lot of great characters in it. It has a lot of great characteristics. Citros.
I think you cut out yeah. for a second, so we didn't yeah, get the whole thing. Your last thought. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Hey. There we go. It's the mouth. It's the eye. It's the eye that's interfering. <laughs> Damn Mordor. Jeez. There's too many of us on this call, right, man. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. like because <laughs> I think when you know when you're talking about stuff like this and you start putting labels on it, I think people shut down. You know, if you start talking about, well, like what I've been seeing in, before we started the show tonight, you know, we were talking about, um, I'm seeing so many on, on social media and in the podcast world, so many great shows for men being there for men. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I think mm-hmm. that's the approach that attracts me of talking about wellness, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual um, everything and normalizing it instead of focusing on the negative. I don't. I don't know what you guys think. I might be in the left field here on this one. Yeah, I mean, I. I think there's a few. I. Yeah, I think probably toxic masculinity is thrown around a lot. Um, but I mean, I think some of it's just. For all of us, we first go back to like our fathers, you know, and like our relationship with our dads. Then as we get older, would, it becomes more that. like, yeah, peers, culture, entertainment, right? We're going against all those things, you know, so. Relationships with dad, what, what is that? What is, what is that? I, don't, I don't have one of those. <laughs> what do you, what do you oh, mean, man. sir? Um. <laughs> talk about my dad for a while but I didn't have the best relationship with my dad and he was really a, a bad example of never getting help with his own mm-hmm. mental health health and he was abusive and and you know I have to work through that a lot where it's like oh am I this way because of my dad or mm-hmm. I'm also an adult I made lots of choices so it's right. not all my dad's fault right um, but yeah there's been a lot of hurt and anger and um, huh, if I had a better dad, would I be a better man now, you know, and obviously I'm not in control of, I don't have the time machine, I can't go back and do it all over and get different parents or something. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, I like, I, I have to think about that more. I guess I don't use the word toxic masculinity a lot, but you're in a different space. Mm. You guys that do mm. therapy are in a different space than me, so. Yeah, I mean, but I think, I think, Patrick, you said something is it gets thrown around a lot, but you gotta think about it. How many of these terms are being thrown around a lot with everything, whether it be toxic masculinity or or uh passive aggressive or dep- or depressed or anxious or but all right. these things that people have all of these people all have all these preconceived notions of what it is. And like everybody's everybody's a mental health expert now. Everybody knows how to do these things. It's just like, you know, you can't, and that's the thing, it's just like. Everybody, even on social media, you see all these things who the people who don't go to school, the people who don't see people on a regular, those are the people that you go to and you listen to for all of this advice about what's best to do about whatever's going on in your life. Right. And it's just like, okay, you can do it if you want to. You can listen to them. But then I, somebody pointed out to me the other day and it, it really hit home. It's just like a lot of people the life that they live on social media is a lie mm-hmm. and they put out they you know the people don't put the vulnerable the vulnerable side out there and then a lot of times people who do put the vulnerable side out there it's, it's a lot of times it's for clout yep yep and it's just like it's to boost their 
you know, boost their numbers and boost their following. Now, I, I know some people are really genuine. Now, I can't say that everybody out there is fake about doing it because you see people out there, you can see their pain, you can see mm-hmm. their struggle, you can see the, the truth when it comes to, especially like when, uh, if I see other therapists online doing that stuff and sharing mm-hmm. and sharing that stuff. And I, I, I follow a lot of therapists on TikTok mm-hmm. and I see the way some people do these things. A lot of people are sharing some really good information um, but sharing about how to cope, how to deal with uh, um, this toxic masculinity, you know, how to deal with, oh, another narcissist. Narcissist is thrown yeah. out a lot. Narcissist is just always thrown out. And it's just like all these different types of things. Like, do y'all really know what the fuck y'all are talking about? Or are you just saying what you've seen, yeah. right. you know, yeah. on Facebook well, and Instagram? And the other part too is like you when you even if someone has narcissistic traits, if you look through it, it not not justifying if they've ever hurt anyone, but that just shows how wounded they are. Yeah. So if you're like, you know, we've all we all have different backgrounds on here, but we're all familiar with trauma of knowing, <laughs> all right, so this is the consequence of untreated trauma. Yeah. 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 Michael, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, like um, um, toxic or anything, I don't know. So, so I, there are no filters. So I, I think I, I started a lot of my journey. I, I've been interested in sort of men's psychology for a long time, even as an academic interest. And it's interesting to note that there are places that are for women's studies and gender studies, but the field of even men's studies, uh, as properly understood, is a very small subset of the academic world. So. Uh, I was looking in at one point to getting a degree in like gender studies um, or writing a master's thesis around that topic. And so you come across the term toxic masculinity <laughs> ad nauseum. And again, I'm not, not shitting on the idea, right. but, ev- but there are lots of things that are toxic. Uh, I think we're living in a toxic world at times. Right. Uh, um, so really down to what is they're typically talking about is power and control and uh using women as property you know in heterosexual relationships and not treating people as equals um thinking that you're better than you know a christian theology major there of of the house and a woman is a body um so I think that there there are traits out there that men can have that do foster some unhealthy or maladaptive behavior uh, that definitely cause an injure and wound other people. Um, But I think, like you're saying, we also have to look at, well, what are the wounds? No one wakes up one day and says, you know what, I'm just going to go fuck shit up and myself into a bottle. So if we go back to the idea, why the pain? And then through that lens, try to dismantle um, some of these things. Yeah. And it's interesting because I actually taught in gender and women's studies for a while. And I, I was like, so I, and I remember when I got to know my students, they're like, why is a man teaching this? And I thought, well, I think this is the best place for a guy to teach because like we, we work together because I learn from your experiences and you learn from mine but it's about how do we do that together? And I always remember like my classes were, were predominantly women. 
And but I always loved the guys in my classes because they would, you know, some of them would come in with these preconceived ideas. And I feel like at the end, they didn't feel like I was trying to take anything away. But how do you just be healthier? How do we be healthier as a community, as people? And that means understanding mental health, understanding emotional wellness, understanding that it it doesn't have to be a battle between anyone that we can support each other there, you know, eliminating that fear that I have to dominate you, whoever I am. You know, the movie, the little rascals, mm -hmm. uh, where they have the he man, woman haters club. <laughs> that, that was early. That was early men's studies research though. So oh. the, the idea that, so the idea of uh, toxic masculinity has some traction, right? That there, there yes, was the, totally. the, totally the field of like, don't let women take your kids from you, yep. like really hating on women. Uh, I, I think that, you know, as Blaze was even saying, like we're starting to have the trend of beginning to look at the mental health side, but you have yes. to parse through who knows their shit and who has no clue what they're talking about. Right. And, uh, I, and I, I think it's like you're saying, it's a piece of the puzzle. And just like Blaze was saying, it's like you have it's you have to look at the whole thing. The mm -hmm. the toxic masculinity is a piece of it, but geez, there's a whole other yeah. other part of the mountain that we got to explore too, in order to really like have positive change. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole it's a big big it's a it's it's a whole lot of shit that goes into it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just putting just putting a damn label on it, you know. Yeah, it was just slap this right here. And, everything that's the problem you're good right. now right like, it, it don't work like that and it was interesting i was thinking jared when you were talking about like sharing your emotions and different things like that and you know going through rough times is is i one of the things and that i try to practice is when i ask someone what they're feeling it really is i you know they'll they'll give a, a cognitive response is like well i feel that if it was nicer out i'd be in a good mood and one of the things that yeah. I've learned is if I don't, if I don't actually acknowledge the emotion, I'm not giving it any validation. And then I'm just going to get stuck in that cycle of never knowing what the hell I'm feeling because I've never actually said it. And one of the things that I've noticed and I've experienced is it isn't just like when I was growing up, it was definitely like guys who had a hard time with any emotional demonstration. But as I've gotten older, I've actually seen it a lot from women that when I am emotionally vulnerable or demonstrate anything other than anger, I actually get really bizarre reactions as if something's mm -hmm. wrong with me or I shouldn't be this way. So it, I, and, and we're talking not even like, I'm not even talking like, I'm, you know, just friends or business people. Mm -hmm. Like there's this expectation that I'm not supposed to feel a certain way. Or you're mansplaining. Oh, oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't do that. <laughs> I haven't got called that yet. I'm, I'm really careful on that one. Because I, I like when I see like I remember someone I was in a meeting once and someone like talked down to me as a guy. And I was like, holy shit, that's the worst feeling of the world. And women have been dealing with this forever. Like mm -hmm. I want to punch someone. Yeah. So women, I'm sorry. Ladies, I'm sorry that you go through um, that. It's interesting that you would say that. Maybe I need to be around women more. But um, it's interesting that that's their response because I would assume, which never assume, right? I would assume that that's one of the things that women would, would value and would want 
is oh there's a man who's vulnerable like you know i mean maybe not in a bar but like (laughs) you know just just in life right like i i would assume the opposite i would go towards oh i think maybe vulnerability would be attractive you know like so that's interesting that you would say that i haven't heard that yeah and yeah go on i'm sorry Patrick. go on no i was just gonna say real quick is that it's interesting because it's also challenged me of learning how to advocate and really and go against the grain and say no i i am feeling this way and that's okay mm-hmm. yeah Sorry, Blaze, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I, th- I think one of those things, though, as, as I can, and it goes back to something that Michael said earlier about Christian studies, about the man being the head of the house and, you know, the woman being the body is for and so forth and so on. And, you know, just speak further about how, you know, some women give you that look, you know, you shouldn't be vulnerable, you shouldn't be, you know, that's the thing. You, should, you go back to the situation of virus, especially, I'm, I'm in a bobble belt. So that's what I mean. That's what it's, that's what it's supposed to be. That's law. The man is supposed to leave the house. The man is supposed to do all these things. The man is supposed to be the head of the household. You're not supposed to be vulnerable. You're not supposed to let things bother you. You're supposed to continue to move forward. You're supposed to be strong. You're not supposed to have any weaknesses. You're not supposed to be vulnerable. You have to keep moving forward because you ain't no bitch. Mm-hmm. And if you are vulnerable, if you do have these bad days, you're not fit to leave, you know? And that's, and that's the thing. So it's just like, you have to, you try to find that balance and, and try to, what it is, okay, am I going to go with the traditional values and follow, you know, the, the, the word and do like, you well, am I going to be my own person? Mm-hmm. So am I going to do this and be, cause you, you're going to be, people going to talk shit regardless. If the way the way you do it, it's just like what's going to be best for you, because it's just like you got you see all these people who were supposed to be the head of the household who have all this shit going on, you know, and it's just like they are miserable. They are they whether they they turn to alcohol, they turn to drug use, they turn to other women, they turn to other all these different types of things, um, because that's what a man is supposed to do. You know, that's what he's supposed to do all of these things. He's not supposed to be you know, weak. He's not supposed to talk about his shit, you know, and if you do, go talk to the pastor, mm-hmm. and then everything's good. He's supposed to talk to anybody else, you know, that's, that's, you go, you, I'm sorry, talk to the pastor, ain't talk to God. Mm-hmm. Only two people. Mm-hmm. Ain't allowed to talk to anybody else. Other than that, you put your boots on and, and go on, and, I, and I'm seeing all these things now, it's just like, I, that's a lot of memes and a lot of t-shirts and a lot of stuff that I'm seeing now um, that says, it's all this, uh, I got a sad story too. Keep going. Uh, or I got a sad story too, but nobody cares. Ugh, yeah. Uh, keep, 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 uh, keep doing what you got to do. I'm like, the fuck kind of advice is that? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, what do I know? I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, somebody who's vulnerable around people who knows how to handle my emotions and I know how to pull away from folks if I need to and use my coping skills and say, hey, I don't need the time. I don't have time to do this today. Instead of, man, fuck you! I'm going to do what I got to do! I'm going to put you in your face! Listen. <laughs> hey, listen, I had a rough week. Don't you judge me. It was yeah. a bad, I had a bad note. Just kidding. Yeah. So, but no. What's your tattoo, Mike? Uh, it says keep fucking going. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. And, and someone gave it to me. I was going through a rough time. It, it was a very sincere gesture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of on point with what Blaze is talking 
but as guys were really fucking going, don't look back. Don't, you know, don't throw yourself a pity party, like pick yourself up by your bootstraps and and keep trudging on the road. But, you know, sometimes it's really hard to keep fucking going. Yes. Uh, You know, when you're depressed, when you're contemplating wanting to end your life at at various points in your life, um, when when you're alone, Mm -hmm. when you don't think that there's any hope in the world, like, and then you have the message to shut now. up. It has a different meaning. And yeah. then you get the message to shut up and not talk about it. Yeah. That you're weak if you do. And that's that's the piece that what I'm seeing, I think that like the, the men that I'm seeing across across the world, actually, who are trying to break down these barriers are like connecting with men from all backgrounds of all. And, you know, when, I, when I'm working with someone, I, I love working with men. Um, because I think there's a lack of resources in, at least in the, in the mental health field for men um, to be able to figure out, you can have emotions, you can demonstrate emotions. It doesn't change who you are. And I think there's that fear of if you, I think there's a fear of if you, if I start feeling one emotion, I'm going to feel everything. And then it's going to be a landslide. And the other fear is if I start crying, am I going to be like that guy who's crying in the grocery store because I'm having a bad day, you know, like this really bizarre stereotype of, you know, I, and I don't know where a lot of that comes from. I, I think it's, it's all the stereotypes and the stigma about if men show emotions, they're going to not be who they are. Look right. at how the movies, all the movies we have that are popular. So if you take any Adam Sandler movie, who does he play? He plays a dumb guy who doesn't really have his emotions. He's often angry. Um, sarcasm sarcasm and kind of a womanizer right although funny i mean we don't want to take that away like i I, I mean well some of the later ones i think we need to talk about his life choices but that's just me yeah home improvement right like the guy is just stupid men are they're always punchlines like they're dumb and you know Mm -hmm. the only way he gets better is by talking to the neighbor who's like the wise Buddha or the wise yeah. or Jedi. Mm-hmm. American Pie, right? If yeah. you know that series. Yeah. So think about being in elementary school or middle school when those movies came out. Mm. Being South Park, for example, right? There, there are um, kids shows that really poke fun at this idea of if you have feelings then you're really a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember in elementary school and middle school having feelings being told like, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it's like it's so funny that that you know that this pops. Up. I remember writing my journal last night. I you know going through it, and so I've been I've been taking I've been doing like painting in my journal as well as far as just writing and stuff. And I wrote all of these words that made me doubt. It's like as far as being like alone, and I wrote alone and damaged and worthless, pussy, mm-hmm. uh, bad, you know, damaged. All these different types of things. It's just like goes around and around and around. It's just like all of that just that doubt that pops up and it's just like yo who's gonna actually you know don't nobody really care about how i'm feeling mm-hmm. and then what was crazy i had one of my homeboys reach out to me and it's just like hey man i see your facebook post what's up he said you all right i said no i'm not I said, i'm really not and i told him it's just like he's he's one of the he's one of the few people that you know that knows when i'm in a he knows when I'm in a when I'm in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. He can tell just by cause because of, of my post. He 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 never fails. He always does it. He always checks in on me. He's like he's the only one that really does that. And um, 
and it's that that goes to our friendship. You know, we've been we've been friends what, going on 13 years now, 13, 14 years now. And it's a firefighter. And he always he always reaches out to me and it's, and it's a brother. So it's just like we're not as as a black man. I know I'm not supposed to talk about it. And even as a first responder, hell no, I'm not supposed <laughs> to talk about my shit. But the thing about it is with like with him, he knows that if I if I'm having a rough day, I could talk to him. And if he's having a rough day, he can talk to me. And there's no judgment. It's always a listening ear. It's always just like, okay, I got you. What do you need? Or hey, what can I do? You want to go grab a drink? Let's mm-hmm. do this. And that's and that's and that's what it is. That's how that's how this camaraderie goes. It's not just like he's he's, he's a true friend. Yeah, it's a connection. Yeah, he's a true friend. And mm-hmm. it's like I think a lot of a lot of males don't have a true friend like that. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, we don't really take advantage of it. Not mm-hmm. not in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we don't, we don't, we don't uh well, there's trust. There's exactly. Trust issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's another thing. And that's a whole other thing. So it's just like, what do we, it's like, I guess we're talking about all these things that we go through. My, I guess my question is, and, and I'm sorry, Patrick, if I'm, if I'm overstepping, but it's like, can we talk about what is it that we can do to actually get through these things or actually deal with these things? Because I think that's the thing that a lot of men don't know how to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so three of the four of us are therapists. Remember when you first started therapy and your first client said to you, I can't talk to you. You're a guy. What do you know about my problem? Mm-hmm. I need to see a woman for this, right? being in graduate school being in the minority right as a as a gender minority where 98 percent of who you went to school with were women Mm -hmm. and and so really to have this male female brain which is utter bullshit right science has Mm -hmm. thrown that out but that still permeates our culture of so i think to answer your question how do we begin that conversation is to have explicit conversations it's the first conversation i have with everybody i meet in therapy anyway can you work with me as a guy? Is that mm-hmm. going to be an issue? Just like I'm, I'm, you know, a European cisgendered, right? I can't change these facts about me. So how mm-hmm. can we make this work? Um, right. I think we have to stop getting scared of the conversation and, and really begin to call out to the table what these issues are instead of being blind to them. And I think kind of like... Um you know, one of the things too that you were pulling up, Michael, is like the different books and resources out there. One of the books, you know, like going back to your question, Blaze, is one of the books that I always recommend to people is um, by a therapist, whose name is just um, jumping out of my head, Uh, John, but he calls himself the angry therapist, but it's called, I used to be a miserable fuck. Oh yeah, John Kim. John Kim, I used to be a miserable fuck. Yeah, I, I listen to his podcast. And, really good. Yeah, yeah, and it's really, and he keeps it real. And, he, you know, he talks, but what I liked about that too is it was sort of like a manual. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, for me, sometimes I don't know if it's just my brain is, I like, just give me structure. Give me some sort of yeah. guidance. That's just how I learn. And then being able yeah. to talk about it. I was going to say, I think it's like kind of this double-sided thing because kind of like the Brene Brown language of, of empathy, where on one hand, when somebody shares something vulnerable, 
your default is like, oh, let's try to fix the situation and mm -hmm. like here's some right. advice, right? And sometimes it's like that's like the last thing people right. need, probably because they're already searching for advice mm -hmm. on the internet and through books, right? So on one hand, you don't want to give advice, but it's definitely like a a masculine trait that we sort of default to figuring things out, right? Which is a strength. Um, it's not a weakness that mm -hmm. we, we want to build things and we want to solve problems. Um, but sometimes like, um, you know, that connection, that's what's missing. So it's like, oh, if I open up, are people just gonna like advice, it like dump a bunch of advice on yeah. it, right? And then you don't yeah. want to be like a jerk and be yeah. like prideful, right? I don't want to be prideful and think, Oh, no one can help me. You know, um, I've been suicidal before. I've I've been completely hopeless. Where it's like everything people say is just bouncing off of me and going nowhere, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so you don't want to feed on people's despair. Um, you don't want to fix people, but then you also want to be like, oh, maybe just the connection. Uh, like you're saying, yeah. plays like your friends saying, like, "Oh, what do you need?" or "Let's just yeah. go do something." I feel like that's what people need, and I bet if you ask most people, they would say, "Like, no, I don't have that person that I can just call any time of the day or night." Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that, man. It's just like I, it's it's really it, it gets disheartening, you know, because like. We need, I think we, you know, we need just like to have that, you know, that person that, you know, when shit's tough, we can rely on, yeah. we can call on. You know what I mean? It's like, we, I mean, it's just like, I know it's like, I, I have a, I have a, I have a few that I could do that with. Like if I call them right now, it's like, yo, I'm having a really tough time. Can you come over here? And I, and I have a couple of family members like that too. At the drop of a hat, no question. Mm -hmm. It's like, no question. They they like they will be there right then and there, right? But then I have I talked to so many guys who like they have these strained relationships with their families. They have this difficulty making friends. They have this difficulty, you know, reaching out to people. They have this difficulty because the people who they cared about most did them dirty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so if if you already have this trust issue with if the people who you're supposed to look out for. Who's, you know, who's supposed to look out for you and love you unconditionally and always be there. If these people aren't there for you or talk shit to you, what's to say that you won't do the same thing? Right, right. And so we put we put this down, this big ass, this big ass wall up, this big ass barrier up. And it's just like, you gotta damn, you gotta chip away. But it's just like, we don't always have the right tools to chip away, mm -hmm. you know, to break that stuff down. <laughs> like bro help me out just a little bit you know and it's, I, I think that so many they don't feel like they have a, they don't have any other damn options yeah so let me ask you this like a follow-up question to yours mr please is so how do you make friends as a as an adult hey, why are you putting that on <laughs> that's a good question wow um you you facebook message people randomly <laughs> <laughs> Threaten them with emails and tell uh, them to send you the bios. <laughs> use a bunch. Of, use a bunch. Of, I'm in Cal. I'm in California, so use a bunch of like surfer language. So, hey, okay. bro, what's up, dude? Let's uh, <laughs> hey, bro, dude. Call everybody a bro, dude. Say, yeah. hey, bro, dude. 
Let's get some waves. Let's ride some waves, bro. And then the guy will be like, uh, oh, do you have a surfboard? And I'll be like, no, I don't. But um, well, we're um, already talking, so. Yeah, right. Maybe I can borrow yours because, you know, they're super cheap. So. Well, it's 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 awkward because it's like you're, <laughs> you're dating. So it's just yeah. like, hey, uh, so you like Lord of the Rings? All right, cool. <laughs> I, like, I like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then you're like, so you want to. <laughs> watch it sometimes like what right, do you say right. like, all, that's one of the things where it's awkward of, you know like especially when you're busy you're working like oh yeah let's throw COVID on so you can't even like yeah. go places or really travel yeah, um, yeah. It's, I think it's really hard like it, it, it's so, hard there's an so, insecurity on my end I'll say there's definitely a, like right. I mean like I know all of you but it's like I like I, I think you're all like amazing guys but I don't ever say it's like hey that's you wanna what but that's what he says now. I'm pretty direct. I'm pretty direct. <laughs> if I wasn't, listen. <laughs> um, but in the sense of like, when I say, hey, you want to get on the phone and chat? Like, it's that anxiety of like, I don't want to right. be a bother. I mean, emails right. are different. Just go with that. I mean, we're emails, email to people. Uh, yeah. That's like being like a pen pal back in the day. Right. Right. You just so write hard to your, adult friends. Yeah. Right. So let me, so one of the things that I did, I joined, um, so it, there are singles groups on Facebook here. Okay. Um, and it's been great. It's how I, I met a lot of people, met a lot of people that way. And it's just like, you know, they get up there, everybody, everybody shares memes. You kind of get a vibe of people and all of that stuff. And then um, pre-COVID, people will host events, you know, hey, we're going to go to this place or we want to be here. This is a kid friendly thing. I'll also join like single parent uh, groups as well. And it's, a, it's one of those things that you see people who have a lot in common with you, you know, whether you are, you know, a Marvel nerd or Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or a cat person, a dog person or whatever, you see people out there and you start, that's where you start, you know, and that's, that's what's that's what's happened for me. I'm not saying this is going to, I don't know what happens in other states, uh, if, if those are even things, but there's that. And a lot of times it left from those social groups and then joined, uh, I don't know if you guys know what the house party app is, um, but house party is pretty much a FaceTime where you can have like six to eight people in a group and y'all just have conversations all day long. It's just like, a, it's a free app. And you just wow. talk to people up there doing that. And it's just like, and that's how a lot of these friendships were made mm-hmm. talking online through house party. Um, and that's and that's what it is. So you have that, and you take that, and that's how you start, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and COVID kind of makes it a little bit difficult, yeah. you know. It makes it makes it really tricky. But you can start those relationships online. That's really cool. it's kind of kind of kind of like kind of like dating, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, this is a friend interview, right? Right. Where you where you where you, well, you know you know. Yeah. I, it, well, it's funny because as you're saying that, I, I'm just thinking of like different generations yeah. where. With like looking at belief systems of I, I've I've met a lot of men who were just taught that you know you grow up you get in a relationship whether it's married or not, like and you're with someone and then that significant other and your kids or whatever become your life yeah and that friends don't really happen right you know it's really and then they're unhappy because it's not fulfilling right 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 so I think, you know, and, it, and it's weird, too, because I think, you, you know, like even when sometimes I've had weird experiences where I've seen people, it's like, and it, it's it's totally like awkward dating, but like just 
hey, I'm just trying to have a conversation. Like I ran into someone once from high school and I was like, oh, so, you know, like we're all at the age where most people are married or kids or divorced, whatever. So I thought, oh, so are you married? Do you have any kids? They're like, oh, you know, I don't swing that way. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like you don't like thinking that because I was asking about his status that I was hitting on him. And I was like, this is why I don't like people sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't, like, you've known me for decades. Yeah. And I, I just want to know if you're happy or what, like, what's going on. But that fear, that insecurity on his side, totally projected onto me, just made me put up my own wall, like you were saying, Blaze, of like, mm -hmm. this is like, what the hell? I can't yeah. even have a conversation. So well, why try? homophobia. Well, yeah. I didn't use that term at that. I should have called you, Michael, if I <laughs> be like, no, listen, I need a term. What did the hell just happened? No, but I mean, but that that's true. I mean, even growing up Italian, like, you know, I would never tell my my parents today that I'm bisexual. Right. I definitely, I mean, it took me a long time to admit that. Um, and a lot of self-loathing and self-hatred, but um uh, you know that there, there is part of the male identity that if you uh if you're into people of the opposite sex that, that somehow makes you wrong mm -hmm. i mean when, when i studied even cross-cultural uh like multicultural counseling and you learn about different cultures and uh correct me if i'm wrong Blake, but even in like the african-american community like there's a lot of internalized homophobia hmm. among men well, I mean, what do you mean? You you mean to tell me that not all people who like, I mean, you mean to tell me that you're trying to get with me at any time that you want to see, or you know, just by it's it's because of my beard, isn't it? That's what it is, right? <laughs> it's it's the beard, it's the beard and the tattoos. <laughs> so I uh, know, but I mean, but that's a I mean, that's a whole other thing, though. It's just like, how come? Why? Why does that even there matter? And it's just like it's 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 not just that. It's just like, bro. What makes you think you're that cute any damn way? <laughs> I, like, you know I me. Mean? <laughs> I heard I heard the best line. There were, it was a gay comedian, and he said he like someone was said that to him, and he just replied to him and goes, Oh no, honey, I like masculine guys. And just walked <laughs> I like masculine guys. I was just like, oh, uh, yo. I think <laughs> I'm I think I'm cute. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know, I, I was watching this comedian once, another guy, and he was so funny because he, he was talking about this. And he said, what are you so afraid of? Are you afraid that you might actually say yes? I was like, <laughs> oh, you just dropped it. <laughs> that, But that fear, right? And that's, I mean, talk about anger, men and fear. Sweet Jesus, we could do a whole yeah. series of Friday Night Feels on that one. We're not allowed yeah. to talk about fear at all. Oh no. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not supposed to be afraid of any damn thing. Nope. We're supposed, like I said, we're supposed to be able to handle any and every damn thing that comes our way. Yeah. It's like no repercussions. We're not supposed to be afraid of anything. This is like one of the things that told you know, I'm very open um about everything that I have going on. My kids asked me the other day, said my son, he said, Dad, what are you no, Gracie asked me, said, Dad, what are you afraid of? I said, losing y'all. Mm. That is my biggest fear is losing y'all. I'm scared of the dark. I know that. <laughs> but my biggest fear is losing you. Mm -hmm. You know? And um Gabe, and that's one of the things I am, I'm so proud of my son. Um, Gabe's uh Gabe's not a small 10-year-old. 
Gabe's mm-hmm. hands are as big as mine. He's wearing a size eight and a half shoe in fifth grade. <laughs> and um, but he is very in touch with his feelings. He will cry with me. He hugs me every chance he gets. He'll tell me when something is wrong. Mm-hmm. But and he's he's like John Coffee, you know, like big, you know, looks big and scary, but it's a damn teddy bear. Mm-hmm. But don't cross Gabe. <laughs> you know, he doesn't like bullies, he doesn't like people doing that stuff. And it's just like I'm teaching my son now to okay it's okay for you to cry it's mm-hmm. okay for you to let these feelings out it's okay for you to deal with this stuff um the the biggest part is finding that balance where i don't want him to i don't want him i, I like i want him to like to toughen up um but i don't want him to lose his vulnerability either if that makes sense so what does toughen up mean toughen up means is like you know how sometimes he like he will let people push him like he won't oh, stand up he won't right. stand up he won't stand up for him gotcha gotcha you gotcha. know what i'm saying yep yep that's the that's the that's the biggest part yeah so and that's the thing it's like he but he knows he's like he knows his strength he doesn't want to hurt people he doesn't want to do all these things and it was like that's why i want him to toughen up because it's like you don't have to take everything that people say to you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and he doesn't yeah. know he doesn't know that balance just yet man i wish someone had taught me sorry what was that michael i cut you off the stress tolerance yeah yeah. 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 But I, I think, you know, what I was just thinking about this the other day, I wish when I was younger, someone had taught me those skills of like how to, how to stand up for yourself in a way, because it was either, you know, when I was growing up, it was either you, uh, you know, the threat of like getting into a fight, which for some reason scared me. I don't know why, like, I just didn't ever want to be a violent person, but then the consequence of that is you internalize everything. And then you develop unhealthy coping skills and then those really destructive negative beliefs and everything. Um, and really, really learning years later with a lot of work and therapy of like, oh, wait, it's it, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know better, you know, like different things like that. It's, it's interesting, you know, you just bringing it all into balance. Right, right. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh... Some, some of it, uh, someone once said, maybe this was a preacher or something. I grew up very religious and I still am, but um, they were like, all your choices are either like fear or love, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, I know for me, I had a lot of fear in my childhood because of the way that my dad yelled and that created that internalization <laughs> of like, yeah well, people are going to reject me if I, you know, say what I'm really thinking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because because there was such a, a, a harsh voice of, of criticism, you know, that was present, which is not how you're supposed to parent kids, right? You, you know, we I don't have kids, but it's like, you would know that as a parent that whenever you're harsh or too angry with them, um, you know, obviously causes them to to pull away from you and not communicate what's going on, you know? And so um, the fear thing is really real um, for sure. So. And I think, you know, following up with that is like, it's either fear or love and it's, it's okay if you're in either. Yeah. Because it's true. In between both. (laughs) A little gray, but being able to know it's like, Hey, it's okay. Like we're not, you know, that I'm afraid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's work through that. Yeah. Because it's not a good place to be. It's not fun. Right. And it hurts us. 
it's crazy. So, all right, other question. I got one before we end tonight. Ready? Uh-huh. Is this from somebody live? No, I don't know. Oh, there weren't oh. any live questions. They're probably just so mesmerized by the conversation. <laughs> we're all really good looking, so they're probably oh. just trying to <laughs> figure Thanks. out like if we're single or speak for yourself. You know Jerry. what we? You know we what could we could maybe do. like our phone numbers in the chat or something. <laughs> <laughs> well we're yeah okay we'll chat but you know what we could do is maybe we need to create our own dating app to help people of like like for friends like hey i just downloaded to... house party by the way hey, oh, all right. there you Let go wait does uh, that mean so just two things as like blaze i think you should invite us to a house party but maybe oh. like <laughs> i got you i'm invite. see that's the thing like i like i just said that my did i just invite myself to his house like that's exactly where my mind goes <laughs> it's okay, okay. It's, okay. it's kind of one of those things if you're like if you're online or not and that's one of those things it's kind of like it's kind of like instant like facebook messenger uh-huh. or whatnot well so. you know going back to like friendship and stuff is one of those things of all right i sent him a meme or a joke did he <laughs> like it did he respond he didn't and then i said you know it's it's not even like, it's like that friendship anxiety of how do i become right. friends do i right but you so on your show oh uh, yeah there we go there we go we're friends now it's that's happening. it that's yeah. it. Um, what do you guys do for taking care of yourselves? Because that's a big thing. Like, that's the other thing. I think self-care is another term that we're throwing around. I'm getting a little over it. And I know mm-hmm. I use it. I like more wellness or health. So what do you guys do, like, to treat yourself or, like, to help that you enjoy that makes you feel good in an appropriate <laughs> platform i like i like how you put it at the end (laughs) my instinct just kicked in there was like i just opened the door so like six months ago i started taking uh piano lessons i used to get really drunk and and play the piano and i haven't drank in seven years so uh i decided a couple months ago that i was one to learn to play and a month two months ago i started taking singing lessons oh wow that's amazing nice so um yeah i mean recovery you know so doing going to therapy doing recovery all of those things are helpful spending time with my kids being outdoors uh, but i think learning a new hobby and gaining some proficiency at it um is is something that you know takes a lot of, melts the stress away and like melting awesome. upwards. nice i like it yeah what do you guys do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, so I love dancing, but I'm so self-conscious because of my booze move and my stomach move and everything now. But I was just like, today I was just like, man, the hell with it. So today I, I danced. Um, I, I, I got on TikTok and I found a couple of dances and stuff. And I was like, Ooh, I know this one. I'm gonna do this one. And then I got done with the first video. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna find something else. It's something that was a little bit more challenging. I was like, oh, yes. And I remember why I like doing this. I used to like, I love to dance. Right. And that's one of the things that I have to remember to do is just like, because I usually, I usually just, I usually just journal. I usually just journal, paint, mm-hmm. or work out. But I really need to get back into dancing because I enjoy dancing. It makes me feel really good when I do it. That's a, have you ever played Just Dance? Oh, yeah. I, I used to have, I used to have the Michael Jackson on the Wii. Oh. Like the Michael Jackson, that was like my favorite, yo. So are we gonna get a demonstration? No, not today, because the way my knee set up, 
after those dances today. Look, dancing like to the young kids' dances. Oh my god, I had to jump like four times. Like, wait, wait, I'm 250 damn pounds. I can't be moving <laughs> and shit like that because I gotta, you know. See, that's a healthy boundary. That's a healthy yeah, boundary right there. Yeah. I can barely floss. <laughs> I can't. I still can't. I can't, I can't do, do it that. at all. Actually. I can't do it. My no. nephew can. But you I, see me doing like this. This is what I do like this the whole time. Yeah, that's what I fake. I, it looks like I'm like pumping the air. Basically. Yes, that's all I'm doing. Yep. No. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, that, that's delicious. <laughs> so for me, um, I, I have not been very good about being as active as I could be. I started playing hockey again because I grew up playing ice hockey, and then here in California, I've been like LA County, so things were like kind of stricter with like the lockdown. Mm. But uh, they are letting us play hockey again. Um, it's like in line, so it's not the same when you grew up playing ice. Um, but yeah, I did a marathon a couple years ago. I'd like to get back into running, uh, even though the marathon was so long ago that I, I don't even know how I even did that, you know, because I've tried to run like half a mile and I stop. So <laughs> I'm like, how did I ever do a, Yeah, how did I ever do a marathon? But um, yeah, I like hanging out with people. I'm very extroverted. It's just connecting, like going to the brewery. Um, I just met up with a friend this week who I hadn't seen in a while. And he's like, oh, I'm going up to Northern California next week if you want to come. And I'm going to this thing. So I'm I'm just going to go hang out with him for a week. Total nice. last minute. Um, so I just doing fun stuff like that. Uh, I'm a big like movies person, too. I like shows and movies and I love all the Marvel stuff. Uh, yes. I'm watching Loki, so don't tell me how it ends. So oh, great. But, so uh, great, though. Everyone it's got some, uh, It's got some very cool, like, time travel mm. stuff going on in it. And, There's some uh, good things there. They, they, Marvel's pretty much good at everything they do. Like, even the, the TV show. shows are brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, Soldier was dope. WandaVision was really trippy. Mm. I feel like I'd probably have to maybe watch that again because that was, like, a very layered kind of like you don't fully know what's going on you know kind of thing. so i like all that stuff and uh, i have about a stack of 30 books that i've started in the last year that i should finish too so <laughs> um and then and i have my, your amazing podcast Do you yeah and i have my podcast i've been on a little bit of a break um i did a lot of episodes this year uh i probably did like 50 interviews in like four months um which is a lot and i'm like i need to take a break yeah. but i'm getting ready to get back into it probably in the fall um and you got if you guys have a chance to check it out it's really good he's always posting on instagram i love following what you do it's yeah, thanks, man. really that. beautiful yeah. work of connecting with amazing people it's it's thanks. really inspirational yeah and you were on it i was on yours and that's kind of how you do it these days it's really cool with facebook Although I didn't know there were singles groups, so I'm gonna check that out. Um, yeah. But Facebook, there's tons of podcasting groups, which is mm -hmm. a really good way to connect with people. Um, you know that there's probably a group for everything. What am I thinking? You know, like. <laughs> and if not, then we gotta create it. That's yeah. It. So singles groups. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So as we're, I know we're going over a little bit tonight. So I hope you guys have time for one more final question. Go for mm -hmm. it. All right. What is one thing that you would each want any audience member? to walk away with from tonight? Um, 
Michael said he wants to go last. Is that what you said? No, I, I said he saves this question for last. Right. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, I, you know, I think this could be cliche advice, like how we kind of discussed that tonight. There's lots of cliche things out there and maybe we're getting tired of hearing them. Um, but, you know, I look back over my last 15 years of bipolar, well, really my whole life, but medication, hospitalizations, almost dying, you know, all that stuff. And the biggest thing is like, you just ask for help, you know, like in the smallest possible way to leading to the big ask. Like, I think it's just having enough humility um, to ask for help uh, with people. Um, I know for me, I avoided therapy for like eight years, had you know, three major like bipolar episodes was like off meds, you know, got off meds that led to me almost dying. I'm like, wow, why am I doing things the hard way? You know, and obviously I had to kind of learn, had to hit those rock bottoms. And, you know, I spent five months in the hospital like eight years ago and I finally came to terms with some of my problems, you know, but um, I think it's super important for everybody to probably be talking to some kind of professional um, you guys would understand that because that's what you guys do, you know, um, but it really makes a huge difference. And then um, like we're talking about, like, try to find friends. Like, it's not about like 20 people knowing everything about you. That's right. never realistic. But just if you can have and I, I, I'm very grateful that I have good friendships in my life. I have people who who text me and seek me out and say what's up and they don't let me get away with like isolation very well, you know, um, right. and maybe it's because I'm single and I live with people. So, <laughs> you know, they're like, why are you in your room all day, man? Get out of here. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, but I would just say like, ask for help, like whatever it is, there's gotta be right. problem. Uh, there's a, the ability to solve problems usually comes when, you start talking to other people right like oh i didn't realize that that was even possible you know or here's a book let's read this book together or whatever you know so sure. awesome. um, i like that my shirt says straight up it's okay to go to therapy nice i had a, uh, I had a home girl uh make that for me um and and i i concur you know it's okay there's nothing wrong with it um, doesn't mean you're weak. Doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It's just like it's a really good outlet for you to do. Man, let's say if you are, don't say if you go to your first therapist and it doesn't work out. Doesn't mean the therapy doesn't work. It's just like it's just like uh, putting on a shoe. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to try on a couple of different shoes to find the right fit. Same thing with therapists. You know, find somebody that works with you, somebody that you feel comfortable with, somebody that understands you, somebody that you should feel like you can go in and don't have a problem sharing with. It's not gonna be, it's not an easy fix. Therapy doesn't fix everything overnight. It takes a little bit of time, just like everything. So it's okay to be vulnerable. You don't have to be Superman, Superwoman, every, you don't have to wear your cape all the damn time. Take that bitch off and be damn human. So that's what we all are, so. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. MG's in the house. Uh, 
So kind of echoing a little bit of what everyone else said, but something I heard early on in recovery is you take a step up, not a step down when you do something different, right? When you go to therapy, you end your meeting room if you're an alcoholic or uh, have other kinds of addictions. Uh, when you try something new, when you reach out. So, you know, I think the lesson is pick up this thousand pound weight, the phone, make some calls, take the risk. Um, you know, I, do I want to be remembered for not taking risks for, you know, the risks that I took and either I succeed or I had some fun along the way, right? So um, all roads lead to Rome, if you will. So it's just about finding one that works for you um, and forgetting what other people think and say and do because uh, they don't pay your bills. That's right. Yes. <laughs> your, I'm going to remember that from now on. Yeah, and I'm going to like, I'm going to just say, you don't pay my bills. You don't pay my bills. <laughs> and they'll be like, like, I'm an adult. I pay my own bills. <laughs> well, you know, and I'll just leave it, you know, for anyone who's watching or listening to this, you know, just hearing our experiences, whether you agree with it or disagree with it or whatever, of just knowing, you know, the purpose of uh, Friday Night Feels and especially Men's Night is just putting it, putting it out there to plant some seeds and to have the discussions and open the doors, uh, you know, for someone, for yourself or someone you care about of just never giving up that there are people, you're not alone, that there are people you can connect with. And all of these amazing gentlemen are on my social media so you can follow them, catch up with them. If you have a chance, check out Jared's uh, podcast. It's amazing. And gentlemen, it has been such a pleasure spending tonight with you. This is the best Friday night feels for me. A good week after a busy, crazy week. So I hope that you all come back soon. Um, and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend, staying safe. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks when the next Friday night feels. Take care, everyone. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having man. us. Right, totally thanks for having us, Patrick. Sure. Cheers.